Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's scripture readings are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading for today is from Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 16. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. Our next reading for today is from Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for the sake of his name, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Our last reading today is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We come to this final Sunday of Advent. The next to last message in this series. And we celebrate being thankful for love. And this really is the culmination of everything that we have been thankful for during this Advent season. Because love is the reason that we have hope. Love is the reason that we can find peace. 
Love is the reason that we have joy. And I think it it is important for us to recognize that love and to share that love and to understand the love that we celebrate on Christmas. As we begin to look at that love, we look at our readings for today. We're going to start with Paul's letter to the Romans because Paul is celebrating that he is a servant of Jesus Christ. He is celebrating that he is declaring the good news of God's Son. That he is celebrating the grace and the love that comes from following Christ. And honestly, this introduction is one that is sent to those in Rome out of Paul's deep love. And I think it helps us to remember the kind of love that we are celebrating because it is a love that stems from God's great love. And we remember it when we remember the birth of our Savior. Paul shares that love with a simple greeting so that others may know the love of Christ. Our gospel reading today focuses on Christ's birth. And in our final message in this series on Christmas Eve, we will hear the familiar story of Luke that covers the best-known account of the birth of Christ, the one that has inspired so many pageants and plays. However, today we have the accounting of Christ's birth from Matthew. And we see a mirror of this in our reading from Isaiah. Because Isaiah talks about a sign. That the young woman is a child and will bear a son and name him Emmanuel. A sign of God's love for his people. And in Matthew, we hear of the way that the birth of Jesus took place. Mary and Joseph were engaged. Mary finds she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and Joseph decides that it is best to quietly end the engagement. But an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph and tells him not to be afraid, because she will bear a son, and Joseph is to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from all their sins. And here we see the verse from Isaiah again, that this boy will be God with us. Now, there's not really much to this account. It doesn't have all of the usual trimmings that we get with the nativity play. It's not nearly as fascinating as all the different stories that we have and the narratives that we get from the many different stories that we have built around the birth of Christ. It is just the fact that he is born And he is born to share God's great love for his people. It really is an amazing thing, though. And sometimes I think we let it slip by us. This amazing love. Because it can be overshadowed by so many things. As we prepare ourselves for Christmas, there are 
so many things that we can do. We can do so much and get so busy that we forget about the love. What do I mean by this? We can get wrapped up in planning and scheduling. We can get focused on making sure that we have all of the gifts purchased, everything ordered, and everything here on time, everything mailed out. Christmas cards have been sent, the cookies have been baked, everything is prepared, and everything is ready. But what about us? The tree may be adorned with lights, but is your heart adorned with love? There are presents under the tree, but is there a presence in your heart that brings you joy? Even though the treats have been made, have you found a way to make peace in your heart? We may be ready to give gifts, but are we ready to give hope? And I think those are important questions for us. I think they're important questions because it gets to the heart of the matter. Are we living in Christ's love as we celebrate his birth? I think it's important that we do ask these questions because Advent is a time where we prepare ourselves for the coming of Christ into this world, both in his birth And in his redeeming grace for all people. So that all people may know hope. That all people may know peace. That all people may know joy. That all people may know love through Christ's great love. Through God's love and sending Christ to this world. Knowing love brought us to the Holy Spirit. We celebrate it in the simple birth of a child because it is a sign that God is with us. And if God is with us, then we can afford to be generous. We can afford to love recklessly. Because if God is with us, what more could we need? What more could we want? And I reflected on all this as I began to think about what the love of Christ means to me on Christmas. For me, it's that by knowing hope, peace, joy, and love, I can share all of those things. That I can be a voice bringing good news to the downtrodden and the poor. That I can be a voice standing up for the least and the last that I can be a peaceful presence, that I can bring joy, that I can share hope, and that I can do it all in love. Because Christ is with me. And if Christ is with me, I can do anything. And for me, that's the joy of Christmas. A child born to set us free. Our Emmanuel, our God with us. 
with us in love. With us in a love that overcomes all obstacles. A love that overcomes hate. A love that overcomes division. A love that overcomes fear. A love that withstands attack. A love that celebrates diversity. A love meant for all people. A love meant to be shared. A love that multiplies. A love to be thankful for. The love of Christmas is the miracle that we are not bound by our worst traits. We are no longer slaves to sin and death. The love of Christmas is the miracle that we can be forgiven for all our sins. And that gives me hope. Hope that if I can be forgiven, all can be forgiven. And if all can be forgiven, that means that all may find and know peace in their hearts. And if all can be forgiven and all can find peace, then we may celebrate that love and the joy that it inspires in each of us. That we may know the hope of Christ this Christmas. And we do so knowing all that God has done so that we may celebrate. And that as we celebrate, we do so knowing that Christ will always be with us. So as we prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord, let us do so by remembering all that God's love means for us so that we may share that love with all people. Let us remember how that love has impacted our lives, that we may share it so that it may impact the lives of others in the same way. Let us be thankful always that that love is a part of our lives. As we prepare our hearts for that love, let us remember that that love was offered to us freely. And as we prepare our hearts for Christmas, let us remember all that has been done for us so that we may know hope, peace, joy, and love. And let us remember that we may share hope, peace, joy, and love, and that we may share them freely. And may we share in the birth of our Savior, born to set us free so that we may truly know love and we may truly give love this Christmas. Amen.